Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Put your hands together. I know we got a fire word coming. Come on, is anybody excited for the word of God? I love the word of God. Is anybody excited tonight? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go, Pastor Ramosa. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you are in victory today? How many of you are in victory today? Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, church. You may be seated. How many of you are hungry for a word? How many of you are hungry for the word? In the most difficult moments of my life, it was the word of God that kept me. It was the word of God that kept me, and that's why we do church, because the word of God transforms. It uplifts, it restores. Amen, amen, amen. Open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 42. I'm going to read a, just a few verses. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. The word of God reads in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, had everything in common. They sold properties and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It is word of God. Today's topic I want to preach under the subject, there is more. Tell your neighbor there is more. There is more. And God has been showing up in the past few weeks, in the past couple of months in this house. Can you agree that there is something that is special that is going on in this house? Can you agree with me tonight that I will reiterate to what the pastors and preachers have said when they come here is that the presence of God that is in this place is very rare. What you experience here is very rare to find in other places. And so I am grateful for what God is doing not only here in this house, but also what he is doing here on this earth. And so something in my spirit is telling me that there is more. That we have not seen anything yet that I will not stay comfortable of yesterday's blessings. But I've understood that God is the God of more. 
God is a God of more. And so I refuse to be complacent with last week's presence, with last week's glory, with last week's blessing. But I've come to the understanding that God is willing to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I serve a God of the more. And I don't know what your reality is tonight. That maybe you are hearing the whispers of the enemy because I understand that sometimes the whispers of the enemy can be louder than one word of God and I don't know what the enemy has been telling you that you are not good enough that everything everything that you've seen has been enough but I am here to tell you tonight that there is more for you there is more for your family there is more for your children there is more for your ministry there is more for your life God is a God of more God is a God of more God is a God of more because we serve a limitless God his power is never ending so why stay comfortable with the blessings that I have already received if I know that God has much more in store for me see I am grateful for what he has done I'm thankful for the blessings that he has given me. But I'm also in expectant knowing that there is still more. I'm grateful, but I'm in expectant to see what God has more for us. See, all over the Bible you see that there is more, that God is a God of more. You see Abraham and Sarah. Sarah could not have any children. She was barren. But God said, I have much more for you both. And Abraham went outside and looked at the stars. And God said, I need you to count the stars. The number on the, on, in the heavens is, will be the number of your descendants. And at the age of 90-something, Sarah was able to give birth not only to Isaac, but a whole generation. That is my God. That is my God. God is a God of more. God is a God of more. When the widow went to Elijah, when Elijah went to the widow and said, I need you to give me something. I need you to give me some bread. I need you to give me some water. And the widow said, all I have is a little bit of oil. All I have is a little bit of flour. But because she was obedient to the prophet, God multiplied it. And the Bible says, hallelujah, that every single day food came to her house. That is the God of more when you had a job hallelujah who lost absolutely everything he lost his health he lost his family he lost his money he lost his wealth but God said I'm about to give you double for your trouble and God multiplied what Job lost that is the kind of God that I serve he is the God of more say with me more Say with me more. God is not small. Our minds are small. But God is a limitless God. And he always has more for us. But today I just want to change some of you guys' perspective of what it is to receive the more of God. 
because sometimes when we hear the word more and God has more for you, we automatically think of a house. We automatically think of a car. We automatically think of money. But God has so much more than that. His more will always be more spiritual than material. Because why gain the whole entire world and lose your soul? Why give you money if you don't, and then you don't come to church no more? Why give you a business and you don't give? Why, why give you a house and, and you just randomly disappear? God is a God of more, but what is that more? And in Acts chapter 2, we read of what is the beginning of the church of Acts. The church of Acts. And I, I believe that we are to be the church of the Acts. See, after Jesus resurrected and, and he ascended from heaven, he reminds the disciples and he reminds some people that I have a promise for you. And I will, I will descend my Holy Spirit upon you guys. But the Bible is so specific and Jesus said, do not leave Jerusalem. I need you to stay in Jerusalem because it is there that I am going to release my presence. And I like to ask God some questions. Say, God, why? Why? Why couldn't they go to a, another location? Why couldn't they go to another city? But when you research what Jerusalem means, Jerusalem means a city of peace. It means a holy city. So God needed a holy city to release his more. And if you want to receive the more of God, make sure that you are not in a place of contamination. Because God will not release his more in a place of sin. God won't release his more in a place of disorder. You need to make sure tonight that you live a life of consecrated unto God. And the Bible says, be holy just like I am. Have you left Jerusalem? You've been asking for more, but my question to you is, have you left a holy city? Have you left your position in the kingdom of God? God will not release his more in a place of sin. But he will release his more in a place of order. Acts chapter 1, we read that Peter stands up and reiterates what Jesus said. And the Bible describes that there was 120 people that were gathered together and they went to the upper room. But it's interesting to know that in 1 Corinthians 15, 6, Paul describes that very moment that Jesus Christ came. But the Bible says that he appeared to more than 500 people. Let's backtrack a little bit. So Jesus comes and speaks to the 500. And later on, Peter comes. And then all of a sudden, 120 are still standing. And my question is, where was the 380? 
Where were the 380? That they heard the instruction of Jesus, but then they said, you know what, peace out. I ain't got time for this. You see, because when God releases his more, you better be ready to give more. Every time that God wants to give you more, prepare yourself because you are about to give more. You are about to sacrifice more. You're about to let go of more. You, you better love more. You want more presence? Pray more. You want more anointing? Fast more. You want more favor? Work more. You want more glory? Sacrifice more. And my question to you tonight is, are you part of the 120? Or are you part of the 380 that just deuces? Are you part of the 380 that said, I can't do this? The, it's, it's scripture. Narrow. Narrow, narrow, narrow is the way to heaven. But wide is the way to hell. Wide is the way to hell. But narrow is the way to heaven. And not many people, many people want the more, but they don't want to sacrifice more. And so I hope I'm in the right place tonight that you can tell God, God, whatever it is that I have to do to receive the more, I will do it. Well, whoever I have to let go in my life, I feel like there's people here that you need to let go of some people. You need to let go of some people because they, they will not, they can't, they can't go with you to the more of God. They cannot go with you. They're holding them back. You're, they're holding you back. And that's why you've been stuck in the same situation, in the same place, over and over and over again. But you've been asking God for more. But are you willing to release more? As God continues to pull me, into a higher level, the more I'm going to have to let go of a lot of things. My time, <laughs> people, certain things that you're just used to, but when God takes you another level, you're going to have to sacrifice more. But I'm a living witness that it will be all worth it. Because when God releases the more upon your life, let me tell you something. You look back at everything that you've been through and you say, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was all worth it. The cries, the tears, the battle, the headaches, the tiredness, the weakness. It was all worth it for your more. It was all worth it. And Acts chapter 2 says that they were all together in unity in one accord. The chapter before says that they were together in prayer. Together 
and prayer, praying for the same thing. And I heard God's voice, and he said, Marsha, for what I am about to do here on this earth and what I am about to release will require my people to do, to pray selfless prayers. Because we tend to go to a place, our war room or our secret place, and those prayers kind of become repetitive. That you're saying, I want this, and I want that, and I need this, and God, I want this, I want this, I want this. And God said, every time that you go in prayer and all you care about yourself, you put me in a box. You're telling me that this is all that I can do. And God shifted the way that I had to pray. That yes, God knows the desires of your heart. Yes, 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 yes. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be added unto you. Seek first. Uh, seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus said it best. This is the way that you should pray. Thy will be done. As it, earth, as it is in heaven, as it is in earth. When was the last time that you prayed, said, God, have your will? Not my will be done, but your will be done in my life. Sometimes we see prayers not answered. And it's not because we're asking bad things. But it is because what we're praying for doesn't go aligned to the will of God. And we need to make sure that our desires goes accordingly to what God wants. Because when you desire what God wants, heaven will come. Heaven will come. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, sound of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole entire house. See, the day of Pentecost was not only in the New Testament, but it was also in the Old Testament in, in Exodus chapter 19, 16, that the Israelites experienced Pentecost. But remember, the Old Testament had to do with law. But in the New Testament, they were celebrating grace. But it's no coincidence that in the Old Testament, the day when the day of Pentecost came, it was accompanied by a sound of a trumpet and fire. And they listened as God spoke. And in the New Testament, there was a sound from heaven, sound of a mighty rushing wind. And I don't believe that it's a coincidence that on both occasions, on both days of Pentecost, there was a sound that was released. You see, before God moves in a place, uh, there is a sound that is released. Uh, in the Bible, every time that God wanted to do something, before the walls of Jericho fell down, Joshua heard a sound of trumpets. Uh, before the rain fell on to the earth uh, after the drought being in so long uh, Elijah heard a sound of a mighty rushing wind uh, before the bones came alive uh, there goes Ezekiel who was in a valley of dry bones uh, and all of a sudden uh, he heard a sound uh, of the rattling of the bones uh, oh I'm here to tell you tonight uh, that 
as you release the sound of heaven God releases a sound here on earth but only those that are connected to God will hear the sound will hear the sound are you connected to God are you part of the 120 that will hear the sound that is releasing here on this earth there is a sound there is a sound there is a sound the 380 didn't hear the sound the 120 did the 380 didn't hear the sound but the 120 did and today I cancel spiritual deafness in the name of Jesus everything and anyone that is stopping you to hear all that God has for you I cancel it and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ I declare freedom in your ears I declare that you begin to hear the voice of God like you've never heard him before What is the more? 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 I'm sorry. I am not that preacher. I would tell you that the more for your life is a fancy car, is a big house, is money, and is millions. I serve a God of the abundance. Absolutely. He is the owner of silver and gold. But primarily, the more of God is more present. Primarily, the more of God is more of his glory. I'm going to close with this. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire, and they separated and came to rest on each and every one of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And later on it says that they devoted themselves in teaching, in fellowship, they were in unity with others. There was no division in the church of Acts. Nobody was looking at each other, saying what you have that I don't have, what kind of car you got. They were all in unity. And the Bible says because of the filling of the Holy Spirit, miracles, signs, and wonders followed them. Miracles, signs, and wonders when was the last time that you prayed for somebody and they got healed? When was the last time that you presented the plan of salvation to somebody that doesn't know who God is? Miracles, signs, and wonders. They gave to the needy. If they gave, it's because they had. So I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that God blessed them so much that they were able to give and give and give and give. They praised God. And without a doubt, they went into the temple. There was no hesitation. No hesitation for them to come to the courts and worship the king of kings. And the Bible says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That is the more of God for your life. Is more spirit of God. Is more presence. 
it's more glory. And I promise you that when you seek first the kingdom of God, your desires, it will come naturally. You won't lack anything. Doors will be open upon your favor. Divine relationships will come. Opportunities will come. Favor will become, will come. Healing will come. Miracles will come. Signs and wonders will come. Salvation will come to your house. Are you ready for the more? Stand to your feet. Every eyes closed and every head bowed. We thank you for your word. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your word, God. If there's anybody here right now that doesn't know Christ and you want to accept him as your personal savior, tonight is your night. If you want to reconcile your life with Jesus, Tonight is your night. God has much more for you. God has much for your life. So if you want to accept him, please just raise your hand. So that we can go ahead and pray for you. Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Raise your hand, raise your hand. If you accept it, I need you to come to the front. I need you to come to the front. If you accepted Jesus as your personal savior. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We have one life for Jesus. I asked her, I said, do you want to accept Jesus? She said, of course, of course, of course, of course. There, this is more. This is the more, church. TLC, this is the more. Come on and put your hands together. There is a sound of freedom. Yes. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I accept you as my personal Savior. I invite you to my heart. And I recognize that you died on the cross and that you resurrected I accept you Lord come into my heart and I thank you for the more extend your hands church in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I present to you this life right now, God. I present to you, Lord, her life. And I declare that the windows of heaven will be open upon her favor. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I declare right now that you will give her the strength and the wisdom to continue to move forward. 
that you protect her, that your angels are around her, Lord, wherever she goes, God, that she will be a living testimony, God, of what you are able to do. In the name of Jesus, fill her up, oh God. Fill her up with your Holy Spirit. Fill her up with your Holy Spirit now. In the name of Jesus, fill her up, fill her up. More, 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 more. 